So you're getting a Christmas tree soon. We put our decorations up a couple of days ago. Will, have you, you got done them anything? up already? We don't celebrate Christmas. We sacrifice a virgin to the great gods instead. <laughs> got it. Glad I asked. <laughs> England win on penalties. England have won the World Cup by the barest of margins. Rose Lavelle might have won the World Cup. Lewis Hamilton, champion of the world. South Africa, a rugby World Cup kings. Sports Talk with Callum Byrne, Will Perridge and Ashley Gregory. Hello everyone and welcome back to Sports Talk for episode number 30 of Series 2. I'm Callum Byrne and joined as always by Will Perridge and Ash Gregory. Hey! Hello. Hello. How are we all on this pretty miserable day? Why is it miserable? Well, I was doing all right so you said that. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm really down now. I'm... Well, I meant, I meant, I meant the weather-wise, it's a bit miserable. I was just having a great day, feeling really happy about life, and you just come and brought me down. And then you made us do a podcast. Yeah, I didn't <laughs> want to do actually, this, actually. Well, actually, that's not true. Me and Will have been waiting for you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Callum's been busy, I don't know what Callum does for a job. No, it's a secret, isn't it? He won't tell us. Yeah. <laughs> I personally think that he's a pimp, but he won't confirm that. That'd be telling, Will. He's got pimping all over him, the way he dresses, the way he acts. Anyway, um, we as always have got a great show lined up for you today, um, covering a variety of our usual sports. Um, I think the place to start would be prediction results. Yeah, sure. Let's have a look at that. So, I'm Because sure... we, had some, we had some funky fixtures, didn't we? That is one way to describe it. Yes. It was a very interesting selection of fixtures based on there not being any Premier League football. We went for Stranraer against Hamilton um, in the Scottish League Cup. Bit of a mean prediction, wasn't it, to be honest? Um, uh, Stranraer won 2-1 and none of us got any points. You, you Hamilton, said... you just can never back them, can you? No, but might have learned your lesson. Yeah, you both said Hamilton win, I said 1-0. Uh, and then we move into the Euro qualifying playoffs. Serbia against Scotland. Uh, the score was one all after 90 minutes, which I got correct. Oh. <laughs> well done. Uh, Callum said Scotland win. Will said Serbia win. So that puts me three points up. Northern Ireland I mean, against it. Slovakia. Sorry. I said, how I know Scotland were going to play well for the first time in about three years? Mm-hmm. They, they, they had a nine-game unbeaten run, to be fair to them. Yeah, despite not being great. But well yeah. done there at the Euros. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Congrats to them as well. Well, worth mentioning. It was um, it's a good, I actually watched the game as well. It's um, it's a good game to watch. Good, good set of penalties as well. Really good shootout. Um, what was the other game? Northern Ireland against Slovakia was the other one. That was also one all after ninety minutes, and Canham got one point for a nil nil. Yeah. So, Will, for the first time in a while, you've had a blank week with zero. Uh, Canham got one, and I got three. So that means in the overall scores. Callum's got up to eight. Um, I've made a bit of a gap. I'm on ten, and Will is still on fourteen. Still got a slowly, good week, then. slowly closing the gap. We are closing that. We've well, had one good week over me. It's not I could have a really good week next did, week. And... Did I have a good week? I got one point. <laughs> yeah, better than none. We're whistling it, whistling away the lead, mate. Well, we mentioned some uh, some international football there. That's been the main things that have been going off. 
uh, over the last week. Unfortunately. So, <laughs> yeah. sh- sh- where do you want to start? We should probably start with Scotland, maybe, rather than England. Yeah. Well, yeah, I think it... Congratulations to them. It's a great achievement. Yeah, it is a great achievement. I mean, you know, obviously the Nations League has come in handy for them. Obviously winning their Nations League group meant they got a playoffs. And yeah. they found a way through. Um, doing it twice on penalties, semi-final against Israel, and then you got to give credit to them to go to uh, Belgrade. Um, it was Belgrade, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, and mm-hmm. beat Serbia was... I think that's a really good result because like, they're a good team, Serbia, with some good players. They very nearly won it in the 90 minutes, didn't they? Um, yeah. Yeah, and, uh, Unfortunately, Luka Jovic had her in the yeah, last yeah. minute. Held them, but then they held their nerve in a penalty shootout. Took some really nice penalties. So I think they, they on that night itself, I think they really deserved it. They, I think they were the better team. Took a lot of resilience so, and extra time to get to the shootout, though, because you sort sort yeah. of felt conceding that late on might be maybe a bit yeah. deflated and well, things like going against the Ser- Serbia that were going to get the winner if they were going to get one in extra time. And yeah, it looked like it yeah. as well. They were they were the better team towards the end. Scotland did start to flag a little bit. David Marshall, the hero. Yeah. Yeah, it was a pretty good penalty save, to be fair. Yeah, yeah it, it was. was very good save. It was from from Mitrovic from the final, the final of the ten penalties uh, to win to win five four. That 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 moment though, uh, he makes the he makes the save. His yeah. teammates all start sprinting at him from the halfway line, and he's looking at the ref like I don't know if he's like half thought that the ref said something or what. He's looking at the ref like, is it good? I think, think he's checking the line. Yeah, he's obviously checking the line they, check, he... they check whether they're on the line now, so it's obviously wanted to make sure before. It was quite celebrated. touch and go as well. It was touch and go. I thought it was going to be disallowed for a minute, but um, no, it wasn't. I don't know if that's um, if that's just like in, in some ways it's like quite interesting, like quite funny that he did that. Like he wanted to like burst into mad celebration, but held it in just to make sure. But yeah, then on you the, can on see the, it the, in his eyes. But then on the yeah. other hand, it's that like, sort of like a bit of a sad thing about the modern game yeah. that we worry about officiating that much. You know, we talked about not celebrating because of VAR and stuff like that. It's very similar to that. It's a bit of a shame. Yeah, I suppose, well. but um, I'm sure they won't care too much. Now. I was going to say, I doubt they care now. <laughs> their first major tournament since the World Cup in 1998. So, yep, it's been 22 years and I think they're going to enjoy it. I mean, Eng- we've got England versus Scotland at Wembley in the European mm. Championships. We've seen that before. And if there are fans allowed in for that game, that is going to be one hell of an occasion. Yeah, and there are other two games in the group are at Hamden as well. Hamden Pass, so it's going to be fantastic yeah. for them. Yeah. To, I think it would be a real shame, I think, for them more than anyone if fans aren't allowed in now. Yeah, um, absolutely. Because or or if, some of the, if the fixtures get take, get moved yeah. maybe to one to one country, like rumours are saying, is a possibility. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, I think if you, everyone remembers the Northern Ireland fans at Euro 2016, they were the best fans there, really, weren't they? They were brilliant. Mm. I think yeah. you can see something similar for Scotland at this mm. Euros. Especially at Hamden, I think that place is going to be rocking. Yeah, it would be. But I mean, regardless of what happens in the tournament now, this this set of players have gone down in history because the fans will remember them just for getting them there. Yeah, absolutely. Of course, they had to sit through the last Euros where all the other home nations qualified as well. Yeah. They were the only ones that didn't. Mm. Yep. Now we've got the two Irish teams, Northern Ireland and Republic of Ireland. Not going to the Euros, Northern Ireland lost their playoff final at home to Slovakia and having watched the, uh, some of the game anyway, uh, I was kind of freaking between that, Scotland and England, you know, they fought hard, Northern Ireland, but you couldn't, I don't think you could really argue with the result in the end. 
No, well, it was kind of like, it was kind of like the inverse. It was going, going, it was happening alongside the same time as the Scotland game, wasn't it? And um, yeah. Northern Ireland were one 0 down, and they got a equaliser in like the 88th minute or something, didn't they? And yeah. almost, almost, yeah. pretty much the same time as Scotland conceded. Um, so it all went up in the air, but unfortunately went the wrong way for them in the end, and did concede an extra time in the 110th minute. Yeah, there it is. Yeah, so um, it's a shame for them. Obviously, they then got that equaliser, but then, you know, it, they conceded an extra time to lose it. it. For me, I watched it and it was a nil-nil game that somehow finished 2-1 over 120 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> if you watched it, well, there's no chances other than the goals. When one of them was an own goal, so it was two defensive mistakes on Northern Ireland that cost them. And Slovakia were, well, good enough to take the chances. Not a lot to say about it, really. Mm. Yeah. What about England then? Uh, what do we think of our performances against? Uh, we're recording before the Iceland game, so we've not seen that yet. So we've had a win, a win in the friendly against Republic of Ireland, and a two-nil loss at Belgium on Sunday night. Any well overall I thoughts think, from the two know, games? I, thi- I think there's oh. been some really good things that we've seen from from players. I think the the system needs work. That's probably what I'd say. I think Bakaya Saka, Grealish. Two of the standout players so far. <laughs> he, he says Greenish quickly, so we won't pick up on it. He was desperate to say it. We knew it he was, was coming. Brilliant. He we didn't say it he thought he'd say Saka first to keep me happy, and then he could talk <laughs> about Grealish. To be fair, though, so I, th- I do think Saka's done really well in the last two games, no, I, I especially I against it... Belgium when he came on halfway through. Yeah. I thought it was a good performance against Ireland, although Ireland were not didn't offer anything. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> come on to Ireland. Game, though. Yeah, it was, it was a nothing game, so I don't think there's really a lot to take from that. The game against Belgium, second half was better, but they're just not good. They just were never, they just not as good as Belgium. I don't think they're anywhere close and they never really threaten. by scoring. Yeah, yeah, Pins you're right. All, they played better, they dominated the second half. Belgium let them dominate. Belgium had no yeah. need to push out. They ne- England never looked like scoring. And I'll, I'll never again, understand why at 2-0 down you bring Harry Winks on at half-time I mean, for I, Jordan I, I Henderson. I can't understand why Harry Winks is anywhere near the England squad. He's barely but, in the Tottenham team. Exactly. It's but yeah, it's, Henson was injured, so you have to mention that. But you know, bring on an attacking sub, bring on Sancho and push Mount back, or bring on somebody. You're two 0 down. Bring on somebody that's going to inject some pace into the game. And it just it just didn't work. And as you said, for me, the only two players I think that performed really well in that game were Grealish, especially, who was brilliant. He was absolutely brilliant. And Bakayo Saka, who came on on the left-hand side and offered... I think their link-up play in both games, actually, on that left-hand side was impressive. Yeah. They both seem to get each other. They both have similar mindsets in terms of what they want to do. So that was promising, but on the whole, I don't think there was a hell of a lot promising about that Belgian game. Yeah, I, see, I get what you're both saying, and I'm, I don't disagree. I'll play devil's advocate a little bit, though, and I, I say that... Um, you know, Belgium are one of the best teams in the world. Obviously, well, so are we, you could argue, but... Um, or we're supposed to be anyway. Um, you know, Harry Kane's header uh, that Lukaku's headed off the line on another day that goes in. Their first goal is a deflection that just is away from the fingertips of Jordan Pickford. You know, on another day, it's a it's a close game, really. A couple of couple of and, things, and the free kick just as well is not a foul. Yeah, and that yeah, exactly. It's a foul from De Bruyne on Rice, if anything. So on another day, you know, it's a it's a much closer game. If not, it's the other way around. You know, but you say the other day, the game at Wembley, even though England won it, they were outplayed by Belgium. Mm-hmm. Belgium won a better team. So for me, they played Belgium twice. 
and they've been the second best team twice. Oh yeah, you say Belgium are the best team in the world, but this England team is incredibly talented. Like you look at the attacking talent in this team, and it is it's up there with anyone. It's up there with Belgium. It's up there with France. It should be. We should be a. We should be able to score goals at will, but we're not. I think the issue is though is is we have a lot of good attacking players, but we are so flimsy at the back. So that's why we've gone back to a that, back five. Int- but that that's is international consequence. football. Though. That's the you consequence know, you... then of sacrificing your attack. But yeah, for me, it's international football. You know, not been many international teams ever that have been very well balanced because it's hard. You can't sign players, can you? You've got to pick what you get. You have. So for me, if we're attack very attack heavy, we should play into that a bit more. We say, all right, then we defensively we haven't really got the best defenders. So let's lean into our attack. Let's be creative. Let's score a lot of goals, even if it means we're going to concede a few. Trying to find balance in international football is incredibly hard because you know you've only got a certain amount of players you can pick from. You can't go and sign players. You can't. It's, you, you're very stuck. You say rigid. You don't get a lot of time with the players as a manager. So mm. for me, you've got to look at these strengths, which England is going forward and play into it. But I don't think we do. I think if you look at the Nations League, get uh, was the Nations League finals last year where Portugal won it? Was it the year before? Yeah, no, it, was, uh, it was. It was at some point anyway. Yeah, um, I remember the game against the Netherlands where you know you had Stones and Maguire the, just falling over each other and cost cost the game through their own mistakes. Pretty much since then, we went back. We've gone back to the five that the five at the back that we played at the World Cup. And you have to say it has made the team more defensively sound. You know, we haven't conceded that many goals, but we've only scored three goals in the entirety of the Nations League, excluding the Iceland game that hasn't been played yet. And yeah. two of those have been penalties. Well, exactly. I mean, mm. you can't. You know, you, you've got to lean into what you're good at in international football. And for me, you're just going to have to accept that you can play five at the back, and it'll make you slightly better. But if it, if it's going to stifle that brilliant attacking force, it's not worth it. It's not worth it because you know you look at the players who've got Grealish, Kane, Sterling, Rashford, Sancho. You know these are brilliant, brilliant players. They can tear anyone apart. For any, you've got to play into their strengths, even if it means sacrificing defensively. Yeah, definitely. And now we move into a nothing game against Iceland tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think we yeah. need to talk about that really, do we? It is a <laughs> no, different game. No. Literally, might as well forget it's happening. Yeah. I wanted to mention the Republic of Ireland, actually, while we're still talking about the international football. Because they're in a bit of a... They're, they are in a rough patch at the moment. And I, I, you just have to wonder, is Stephen Kenny the right man for that job right now? Well, they haven't... But, the only player that scored from open play, well, scored at all, I think, for them, under Stephen Kenny, is Shane Duffy, is it not? Yes, yes it is. I mean, that tells you Ouch. everything. I mean, again, it was a friendly against England, but they offered absolutely nothing. Like, no, really I mean, they, they do have a real issue where there's a gap in the production line, especially up front. Like, their main strikers now are Aaron Connolly, Adam Eder. You know, that's pretty much it. You know, they were thinking about calling on Shane Long. Well, exactly. But... If he hadn't picked up a knock. So, you know, yeah. that. You know, most of their their decent players are either are in defence or or in the midfield. They, they've just got got no goal scorer. 
Well, no, yeah. you look at, you know, you look back to the days of Robbie Keane and even Shane Long when he was at his best. Yeah. They don't really have anyone like that anymore, do they? They don't have that goal scorer. As you said, David McGoldrick, who wasn't a goal scorer, but a decent player, is now retired. Mm-hmm. And just look at it. I mean, even the defence for me, I look at defensively, you're still relying on Shane Duffy. Um, they had Matt Doherty at left back, didn't they, against England? Yeah. And even in goal, you know, I think they've got three goalkeepers who don't play regularly for their sides. No, that's right. Yeah. When, you've so, got, when you've got League One players in your international setup, you know it's a, it's a struggle. Um, yeah, I know yeah. you've got a Portsmouth player. You've got a Portsmouth player. Yeah. how bad it is. Coming off the yeah. bench against England, yeah. Exactly. So, yeah, I think Ireland are in, they're in a tough spot at the moment. They need a manager that's going to just, for me, to see them through the storm until, you know, some younger, better players come through. I see Might the reason why why they gave it to Stephen Kenny because he was the under twenty one manager. He can bring some of those players yeah, makes through, but his managerial CV consists of Dundalk and Shamrock Rovers, and you know he's not that top level manager that might be able to sort of piece together a team that no. can go and compete in games and you know scrape well, yourself through. I mean, look at what Michael O'Neill did with that Northern Ireland side in twenty sixteen. You know, yeah. you look at that squad and the whole that should have been nowhere near the Euros. You know, if you get the right man in, then you never know. No, you're absolutely right. I think maybe Mick McCarthy, even Mick McCarthy on might have been an idea. Someone that can just piece together a team out of nothing and scrape results may have been the one needed. But, yeah, it's going to be a painful few years for Ireland, really, unless some incredible young talent comes through very quickly. Sports Talk with Callum Byrne. Will Perry and Ashley Gregory. We can do predictions, though, haven't we? Yeah, yeah I was going to say. Predictions. I was going to say, okay, let's make some predictions for this com- upcoming uh, Premier League game week then. Um, I've decided to throw in a bonus fixture. We're going to do four this week instead of three, just to beef it up Wait, a bit. Because we've, we've missed a couple of weeks. Um, I change. So, Saturday, 5 30, Spurs against City. I'm going to go um, nil two. Callum? 3-2 Tottenham. Bloody hell. Okay. Will, you want to top that? <laughs> you weren't uh, expecting that, were you, Ash? <laughs> I'm going to say two all. Too soon. Okay. Um... Sheffield United against West Ham at Sunday, 2 o'clock. Will, you can go first this time. 1-0 uh, West Ham. I'm going to go the other way. 1-0 Sheffield United. Callum? 3-0 West Ham. Ooh. Ooh. Loves a bold Gosh. prediction, doesn't he? I need to he catch does. up. I need some bold ones. So, you, well, you're going all or nothing in front of kitchen sink in. I mean, this is a West Ham team that scored one at home to Chef Fulham in the last minute, so I'm not going to bat them to score three away. But they away. did score three against uh, Leicester away, so... That's a good point. OK. Um, Leeds against Arsenal, Sunday 4.30. Callum, your turn to go first. 1-1. One, one. That's what I've got down as well, actually. Will? I'm going to say... One nil Arsenal. I can't back us to score any more than one <laughs> yeah. goal. It's just not right. <laughs> you want to, yeah. You predict you want to you want to predict that you win, but not not, not, not by goals. too much. I, <laughs> I mean, it'll be a one nil when it'll be an own goal or a penalty. 
I did see an interesting stat today, actually. Um, do you know, so in the top scorers chart, do you know where Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang currently is in that? In the Premier League? Well, no, he's got, he's got one goal, League. so probably, he's still two, sorry, so, I don't know, 30th? Ooh, not far off, joint 27th. He's only, yeah, he's, he's had a struggling start to the season, it's the whole squad out scoring goals, so, it's hardly a shock. Hmm. <laughs> Okay, for our bonus oh, game then, a bonus game then, we're going to include Liverpool against Leicester, which is Sunday at seven fifteen. Where we can go first? Um, two 0 Liverpool. Callum. Two uh, one Liverpool. Um, I'm going to say one one. That is a game that could go either way, really. It is. Liverpool... <laughs> to be fair, a... most games of football can go either way. Can I? It's kind of Well, hard, yeah. Okay. All right, yeah. He's, yeah he's team could win this game. So okay, okay it's one that's a bit... It's too, almost too close to call. How's that? I disagree, but yeah, I get your point. Liverpool with their entire back four injured, potentially. Yeah, who knows. Uh, okay. The predictions are locked in. Um, I think it's like a sound effect to go there. Yeah, it could do. Well, I could just say it. I don't mind. If we were really cringe. Um, quickly, I don't have to do much EFL stuff, but there are there is at least one thing that I definitely do want to mention. You mentioned Nash. You remember? So you remember last week I said <laughs> we should make a Twitter account. Did Southend win? The answer this week is yes. As soon as, soon as I say that, as soon as I go all in with it, of course, they bloody go and win. Uh, away, <laughs> away to Warsaw in, oh, the, eight, that, in, the, yeah. in the 88th minute. <laughs> oh, yeah, they're, they're still bottom. missed the penalty, didn't they? Or they yep. And they had a red card yeah, as well. Um, don't worry, they're still bottom. Five points now from 12 games. Um, we could do, did Arsenal score a goal? Oh, <laughs> that'd be good. We haven't scored a goal in, I think, six and a half hours Oh, an open play goal from six and a half hours for Premier League wow. football. Wow, really? So, did Arsenal score from open play will be the next one. Okay, gotcha. Okay, um, yeah, I'm pretty happy, happy with football. Actually, well, this is kind of football, something, something I'm sure you've seen on Twitter and that. You've seen that Jordan North from I'm a Celebrity saying that the Turf Moor yeah. is his happy oh, place. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I just, yeah. That's, been, that's been so amusing this morning. I just wondered, where are, where are your guys' happy places? And um, are they better than Turf Moor? I mean, I'd like to... my deepest, darkest place is better than Turf Moor. So. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, my, my happy place. Uh, Mine's probably the sofa. Bar, maybe. <laughs> oh. my, my happy place is nowhere in particular. It's sat waiting, waiting for your takeaway to come. Nice. I think that's, my, that's my happy place. Well, Whatever that that's may a be. Good, more, that's of a, a good more of like a state, that, I suppose, isn't it? Like, yeah. Mine's, mine's just the sofa, I think. But it can quickly turn to bad when you think it might not get delivered or there's something going wrong. It starts taking too long, yeah. There's yeah, you start. I've had it once where I thought the driver was eating my food because he collected it <laughs> and he was, on, he was Uber Eats. You saw him and he was stood. He was still for ages, and I was like, I'm sure he was eating my McDonald's. It didn't <laughs> in the end. I got it, but it was a very worrying time. <laughs> Your big Mac had a bite mark too. out of it. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah that was a nice tangent. Yeah, thanks. Um, remember, by the way, if you if you aren't already, follow our social media channels uh, at underscore Sports Talk Pod on Twitter and Instagram, at Sports Talk Podcast on Facebook. 
Ash, you know you've been you I think you edited last week's, didn't you? Yeah. Um, have you noticed now when you can now post the Instagram posts from Facebook? You can like conjoin the two together now. It's brilliant. Oh right, that's well. <laughs> thanks. That kind of feels like a bit of a dig. <laughs> No, it does I, a bit, doesn't it? Well, actually, you, know, you could do this and not be an absolute idiot. No, okay. What's this Callum's social media roundup? Yeah. <laughs> New segment. Callum lets us know what's been going on on the on the socials and what you can do. Okay. All right. I'll bear that in mind when I post this. Maybe tomorrow, probably. Tomorrow morning. Yeah. I would have thought. All right, mate. Look forward to uh, hearing hearing more Instagram information next week. Thanks. No worries. Will, is it? Is there any rugby to round up? Um, yes, there is a bit of rugby to round up. We had there the is. first. I've even seen some news. I know that what's going to come. He's even dressed up for the occasion as well. I'm just wearing a rugby. Well, he's in a he's in a rugby ball costume. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> I do this every Tuesday. It's my um, it's my happy place. <laughs> right. So we had the start of the Autumn Nations Cup this weekend. And we started off on Friday night with Ireland beating Wales by 32 points to nine. Then continued on Saturday with England beating Georgia by 40 points to nil. And Italy losing to Scotland by 17 points to 28. France and Fiji's game was cancelled due to COVID. Um, yeah, but France have been yeah, given the win, haven't they? Yes, they've been given a 28 nil win. That's because uh, it was Fiji's. It was an outbreak in the Fiji squad, which is it is unfair. But yeah, I wanted to ask you about that. That seems so harsh. It is harsh, but um, I suppose they they can't really reschedule the game. Well, they apparently they can't. I'm not sure why not. And they need a result in order to fulfil the table. Um, I mean, France would have won by that similarish kind of scoreline anyway. So, <laughs> but they should have played the game on rugby nineteen. No, I think I should have told you to shut up, Callum, and let me do my rugby roundup. I'm sorry, that was very harsh. Um, okay. Right, Callum, let's just mute yeah. for a couple of minutes then. Yeah, <laughs> I'll go make but, a coffee. Um, yeah, it was a, it was a start of a very new tournament, the Autumn Nations Cup brought in. Obviously, during this time of the year, normally you'd have the Autumn Internationals where the Southern Hemisphere would, in South Africa, Argentina, New Zealand, Australia, would all tour the Northern Hemisphere and play a few tests. But obviously, with COVID, that's a bit not possible at the moment so we've kept it more local or low feed during the tournament so it's not that local um but yeah start of a new tournament and that's it's been a good opening weekend next weekend we've got england ireland which should be a really good game and yeah and the last thing i want to mention is new zealand for the first time since i think it was 2011 have lost two consecutive test matches in a row. Wow. And they have lost for the first time ever to Argentina in the Rugby Championship. We've lost Pumas running out 25-15 winners. So that was a big mm. shock. New Zealand definitely aren't the force they were a few years ago. But first win ever for Argentina over New Zealand. Blimey, do you think that's just a blip? Um, well, they're under a new coach after Steve Hansen left after the World Cup. So... You know, could just be gelling a little they, bit. They, they, you know, they were slowly. They weren't say the declining would be harsh, but they definitely for last year or so haven't been the dominant force that they had been. Like, for example, when they won the World Cup in 2015, they were just nobody could touch them. They were just incredible. Mm. You couldn't get near them. But in the last few years, of slowly 
they've gone from the absolute dominant force to the first amongst equals, really. Um, it happens though, doesn't it? With yeah, it, I mean, it happens. Even, you know, New Zealand are the dominant force in rugby union history, really. But even so, they're still going to have good and bad errors. And I think they're just coming out the back of a pretty golden era, even for New Zealand. So, yeah, they're still a great team, but they're just not quite the team they were five, four or five years ago. That's my rugby roundup. Very well that rounded up. That was decently up. rounded up. I'll round you up in a minute. <laughs> well, you had a go at me last week for saying, because I always said well rounded up. So that was decent. Well, well done. It was satisfactory at best. <laughs> That's the best score report I've ever had. Must try harder. <laughs> He's got promise, but he, he talks too much. Easily distracted. <laughs> that, I used to get that used to. You see, that, that, that was not me. That was all over my, that about. was me. That was me all the time. Uh, what did you do instead of talk? Sign language. Um, I, I actually uh, communicated through the medium of dance. <laughs> oh, that's interesting. I used to just swap, swap match attacks. You still, you did that at uni, or, or the stickers anyway. Hey, hey, oh, hey! Mate, those... You both did that. I mean, I did it as well. So but not you. <laughs> yeah, you both did that, uh, and so did I. But that's irrelevant. <laughs> yeah, but I, I knew when to give up. I knew when not to do it. I remember when Callum, he knows the story I'm about to tell. <laughs> we were we were all having a social thing around our house. Oh yeah. It was Tom Norris turned up with his girlfriend, and they went straight into Callum's room to swap stickers. And I was sat there with both of their girlfriends just making conversation while they were swapping stickers. Priorities, well. Priorities. Hey, I completed that book. So who's the real winner? So, see, I've done, every time I've done it, I've got to like 50 left and not bothered sending off for the ones I need. See, that's, that's what I do. Just left well, it like that. It's the thrill of the chase that's the fun part. It's not the finishing it. The finishing it's not fun. It's the buying it's the, pack it's the, buying the packs at the start when you haven't got any and sticking them all in. That is quite Well, sad. I don't do that anymore basically, basically I'm a grown up who does grown up things. Well, we'll be able, so to, do it, Euro 20, be able to do it two years in a row. No, no. 2021 and 2022. Oh, yeah. Oh, Can we move on now? I'm sick of talking about this. Yeah, Callum, Callum yeah. Can you, do you want to talk about your F1 trading cards now? Yeah, I do, because <laughs> they have just released some turbo attacks. But um, No, let's talk about the Formula 1, though, because Lewis Hamilton became arguably the GOAT in Formula One, he won his seventh Formula One World Championship, mm. equaling Michael Schumacher's seemingly untouchable record. And it, it was an amazing race, absolutely brilliant race. Um, we had Lance Stroll for Racing Point on pole. And you know, we were saying a couple of weeks ago how, you know, oh, a lot of people just think Hamilton wins because he's got the best car. And if you've got the best car, then you'll always win, which. Okay, that is a relevant point. The Mercedes was not the best car this weekend. It was probably maybe the second or third best car. Mm. And and he still went on to win and he won it by about 30 seconds. Which I think if you'd have told me that after about 35 laps, I really wouldn't have believed you when Hamilton was around sixth place. Sort of stuck behind Sebastian Vettel. Uh, Lance Stroll and Sergio Perez were dominating the race for Racing Point. But it was just one of those weird races where it went from wet to sort of mostly dry. 
a lot of people pitted for fresh tyres. Hamilton and Perez didn't. And uh, he managed to look after his tyres to, to get to the end. It was a race that Max Verstappen really threw away, really. Uh, Racing Point threw it away with Stroll. Um, but, you know, you need to not make mistakes in those conditions. And the best drivers usually rise to the top. And Lewis Hamilton did that. I think it, might, it was arguably one of the best drives of his career. It was an absolutely brilliant win. And it was a fantastic race. And I think he, for me, he might just be the greatest of all time. Well done. That was, oh. I didn't watch the race, so I can't really say too much. But yes, he is a very good, he is very good at driving cars. Yeah. That's my analysis. Uh, yeah. And his teammate had a shocker as well. Valtteri Bottas spans six times throughout the course of the race and finished in like 14th or something. I just had a shocker. He had two spins on the first lap. So, yeah, it was a mess for him. And you do worry about him, how his mental state will be, whether that will completely finish Bottas mentally up against Hamilton. Uh, well, if Hamilton was the GOAT, what was Bottas? The slug? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like your joke there that you didn't uh, even uh, realise you made. Finish him. Uh-huh. <laughs> right, okay, nice. Brilliant. <laughs> and Sebastian Vettel was on the podium for the first time this season, which was brilliant to see. So, smiles all around. You see, now I'm just thinking about the, um, the anti Niemi thing. Well, anti Niemi. <laughs> it's not finished, he's only 28. <laughs> <laughs> That's just a great. Yeah, that is just the greatest thing I've ever heard. If you've never heard that clip, you've got to find it on YouTube. That is a, that That's is, a cult classic. Literally, if you come to me when I'm 80 years old, I will still remember that. That's yeah. going to be the last thing on my deathbed. But will have you got any last words? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's not finished, he's only 28. <laughs> Get Anthony Amy in the Scotland squad. <laughs> he's dead, Will. No, he's only 28. <laughs> oh, dear. Anyway, shall we uh, move on to... That, that was the F1 report. <laughs> You're listening to Sports Talk. I think it's definitely worth touching on um, the Masters. Dustin Johnson. Ah, uh, yes. It's a rec- yes. It wasn't just a victory, it was a record-breaking victory. He was the first Augusta winner to reach 20 under par. It's a phenomenal victory. It's a really good score as well for Augusta. I mean, that is one of the hardest golf courses in the world. Right. And you know, to, to win to win the Masters is hard enough, and, but to win it in that sort of fashion, that is an absolute style for Dustin yeah. Johnson. You know, he's really his game's definitely come on a lot because he used to just be known for, you know, his driving off the tee, and he used to hit it for miles. But then all of his short plays used to be quite poor. So, um, you know, the way he's taking his game to another level has been really really impressive yeah see if there's more to come absolutely right are we ready for head to head now have you found someone now Will yes I have <laughs> no I'm still lonely <laughs> <laughs> no I'm ready is imp- frozen Will's the imposter I'm, I'm frozen no I'm just constant, I'm just right. getting, in, getting in the zone I'm going to my happy place the strip club isn't open right now. <laughs> anyway, uh, Ash, you can start. What are we doing? Um, thinking, guess who? Yeah, head to head. You know, what we normally do. You... Um, it's is, like we do it every week. Is it Thierry Omri? No. You never know. You never know. 
I mean, if you're going to guess someone with me, it's probably the best guess you can have. Callum, let's just keep guessing individual humans <laughs> one by one. Seven billion to go. Is it Ashley Gregory? No. He is uh, not a sportsman. I'm not a sportsman. No, no, no. Is, no, okay. Am I dead? No. Is this person a woman? No. Am I a footballer? Yes. Uh, am I retired? Yes. Am I a manager? Not currently, no. Oh, so probably have been before. Have I managed before? Yes. Thank you for confirming that. Um, did I play in the Premier League? Yes. Am I Alan Shearer? No. Oh. I thought that was worth the pun. Um, I don't want to keep narrowing, narrowing it down if you're going to do more guesses. No, I'll, I'll probably... I'll probably yeah. It depends what you um, come next say. Am I Paolo Di Canio? No. You can't just keep uh, guessing people. You no, I know, but he, he did, so I wanted to. <laughs> um... Did I win the Premier League? Yes. Oh. Um, did I win the Premier League with United? Yes. Ooh. Am I Gary Neville? No. Ooh. I hadn't thought of him, but when you said it, I thought I was going to guess. Oh. Hmm. I'll work out who you managed, but I don't want to make it obvious for you. Did I also manage in the Premier League? Yes. Okay. Hang on, let me just let me just confirm that. For God's sake, how can you have all this time to prepare someone and not, yeah. just not know the answers to the question? Yeah, the <laughs> amount of grief, the amount of grief you gave me and Ashford, just double checking. I have had facts. enough. Perridge out. Could you do a better job than Will Perridge? Write to us at underscore Sports Talk Podcast on Twitter and Instagram or Sports Talk Podcast on Facebook. Yeah, he did. For, he did. Yeah. Well, the, shut up. For the small sum of £50, you can guest star on an episode. He did manage at one point in the Premier League, yes. Okay. Uh, I've only really got one other name that I think it could be. Um, am I Ryan Giggs? No. Hmm. Am I Roy Keane? Yes. Yes. Oh, what a shout. Get in. Yeah, I couldn't... When he managed yes. Sunderland, I didn't know if he managed them in the Premier League, but he did for a short time. Sure. Sure, mate. Uh, that was a good Ash, one. Ash, that was a big point for you. That was a big point. Good. That yeah, now I, means, I wanted that. That now means Will leads the way with 10, and me and Ash now have 8. On 8, yes. Good, good, good. We are we are slowly closing the gap to Will in both head-to-head so, -head and the predictions. We can't. So it's me against Will next time. So I've got to beat him, really, just to keep it interesting. Otherwise, he gets that three-point gap again. Yeah. All right, all right. Ash, the answer's Brett Pittman. Okay, got it. Wow, shame I couldn't understand what you just said then. Anyway, um, that is yeah. us done for this week. 
yeah, pretty much is. I hope you have enjoyed. Make sure you subscribe on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or wherever it is you're listening to us on. Um, so you never miss an episode because as we said a few times, we don't record on a set day. We don't release on a set day anymore. So you that, will miss episodes if you're not subscribed. That would be too simple, wouldn't it? If you miss episodes, Cam's going to come home with a crowbar and let you know about it. I mean, the statistics say that Wait, does it, what point... if I miss another episode? Then <laughs> Callum's going to come around and let you know. Statistics do say 4.1 million of you who are currently listening aren't subscribed, so do <laughs> hit that subscribe button. Wow, I didn't realise our listenership was that good, to be honest. <laughs> I don't know, I haven't actually checked the stats in a while. It can't be far off that. They're just at least, no. at least 4 million of those are Will's imaginary friends. <laughs> I uh, you think I could imagine that many people. Uh, but yeah, so um, really, any final words, guys, I suppose? Cabbage. Um, <laughs> Pictionary. Well, so insightful. So until next week, it's goodbye from Will. No, it's not. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> I like that, I like that ended. Uh, okay, fine. <laughs> Sports Talk with Callum Byrne, Will Perry, and Ashley Gregory.